Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, 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 back. hey, welcome hey, back. hey, hey, welcome hey, back. hey, 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 Yo, what's going on, y'all? Yo, it's been a minute. Yeah, I know. I we are feel back like... from the break. I feel like, like, man, I missed my family. I haven't, man, I haven't seen, spoken to, like, kicked it with, chopped it up, chopped it up. Like, it's been since like December. It's February. We in Black History Month right now. Oh, all black the on holidays, black, baby. black on black. All the, all the traditional customary American holidays are over semesters back in session and I'm saying about to go into this new holiday which is Valentine's Day and Tamara hates that shit like new hates holiday. it and like so much time has passed man and it's like re, re reunited it is but you know what I believe it affords us an opportunity to sit back reflect review what we've done yeah. in the prior season and to ensure that we're moving forward and being intentional. Lauren Hill said it best. We cannot create without living. Mm. Yeah. You know, and you did a lot of living. Oh boy. <laughs> in listen, the last listen, week and a half. Listen, it's your favorite campus uncle. It's uncle Fred. I'm definitely back. Happy to be back. Yeah, yeah. I'm with my sister in pain, struggle, loss on victory. The Liberated Project check. Tamara is definitely back. You know how we do it, baby. And we are in the building, you know. And we are. I, I just got to give a public service announcement. I just got back into the country, right? And I was away on two beautiful islands, right? I was in Cozumel, Mexico. And I was in Grand Cayman Islands and with your beautiful wife, with my beautiful wife, brother-in-law, brother-in-law, my father-in-law, my brothers-in-law, you know, my new uh, mother-in-law, you know, and um, man, we had a ball. Shouts out to my family. Shouts out to my wife, the boat, hot six, huddle on the sea. They were, (laughs) listen, this group, that sounds, this group. We went on a carnival cruise. It was a Super Bowl cruise, by the way. Okay. It was a Super Bowl cruise. And they've been doing this for how long? And they've been doing this for like six, seven years now. It'll be seven years next year. Okay, dope. And Tamara. Tamara. Yes. You have got to come to this shit next year. Okay. Like That's right. For the love of, right? For the the cruise version. <laughs> oh shit. Listen, we already told, listen. right? Charles, he said, Charles, get a boo. We're going to get on the boat. Charles, get a boo. We're going to be on the boat. Vanessa, you're going to stay home with grandma. Okay. You're going to stay with grandma. She don't even know. She's going to stay with grandma. Okay. Jay, she got her earpods on. Jay, let's go. Fatu, bring your ass on too. Nikita, bring your ass. Nik- listen, Nikita going to tear the boat down. <laughs> She'll tear what? the boat. Nikita would. They might not Down. let Nikita on the boat. Nah, Sally, all of you, you know what I'm saying? Danielle, I don't, Danielle, I don't know if you're old enough yet. I don't know. Yeah, we got to make sure they got a certain kind of. Yeah, because this shit right here. Hmm. Jits. Yo, 
some of the bluest water I've ever seen in my life. The Cayman Island does have the, the most majestic beach. water. Oh my God. It was like, I've never seen water so clear and then just transition into like a bluish purple, like hue of water. Yeah, like it was just amazing. I went parasailing and when I went <laughs> parasailing before, right before I went parasailing, I had six shots of tequila. Yo. So translation, he was parasailing, sailing. Oh my God. Like I was, listen, and my wife and I, we was trying to find some weed to smoke. I ain't mad at was. you. We was, no, we was on real. vacation. We was on you vacation. So we up and we're trying but to find somebody, it. But didn't you say somebody had it on the boat oh, and y'all was trying to find them? Oh my him? God. Listen, it was, I saw, so we're, I'm walking to the elevator in the boat from where our deck is and I just smelled the, 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 ooh wee. I was like, <laughs> ooh wee. I was like, whoa. Like, what? whoa, where's that? Now, mind you, I don't smoke. My wife wanted to try it. So I'm like, okay. And her brother, her brother smokes, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, he's looking for it too. I come across some contact and my whole life changed. I was like, whoa, what is that? Like, That's it was like, great. you ever saw a commercial and like, you know, a dog is trying to find something and then like he just points, like he stops. <laughs> he's like, he's Uh-oh. Just, you know, he points. That's exactly how it was. But the drinks were free. The food was free. I didn't want, listen, I don't want to eat. Listen. Mm-hmm. We listen. I think I'm like going. I think we're going to fast for like two, three days because you just had to my get body out of your needs system a whole reset. It needs a whole reset. Your body's like, wow, so much. I drank so much. Like but drinking. That's what vacation is. Oh my god, no, no. This was. We had no behavior. I, I listen. That's how it was when I was in None. Vegas. You would have thought that we was like 18, 19, 20, 21. You would have thought that we was one of these little young motherfuckers out here. Cause yo, we Y'all was, was just, just right off the hook. Y'all, that was a good time. The chain. So was that was, time. that's my highlight from this break wow. going on vacation with my wife and stuff like that. What's some of your highlights throughout the past time? Uh, wow. I have a lot of highlights, but I want to. With my public service announcement, I'd like to shout out our engineer, just finished his degree, mm-hmm. bossed up Charles Gilbert working extremely hard. And I think that's one of the things we don't talk enough about. We don't celebrate yeah. the wins. Right. We don't talk about the importance of persistence and being resilient. And he has a daughter and there's so many spaces that we occupy and we have to show up in. And we don't do enough clapping for one another. So we would love for each and every one of you to shout out our engineer, love him up, clap for him, because it is amazing, especially in this day and age when we have so much to contend with. Yeah. So we celebrate you. We're so proud of you. Like excellent. You have to read his post. I saw some of it. You got to read it in its entirety because I, I, you know, I, I think I told Charles about this before. But I use Charles's example in my class when I teach. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? Do you have him come in and speak? And you have to no, have him come no, in and speak. I'm probably going to do it next year. I'm probably going to have him come in and, and speak. I'm getting to you gigs. I'm working for you. But I'm your manager. Yo, listen, <laughs> if you're not friends with Charles on Facebook 
or on Instagram, you need to be, you need to follow this man because this man has a, he has a story and, you know, he has his own businesses that he does as well. So, you know, shout to you, Charles, for real. And then like the thing that I, one of the many things that I'm so appreciative to Charles for, he's the quiet storm. Like this cat is a walking encyclopedia. He was like, no, that's not what it is. (laughs) It happened on 29th of January in 1972 at 2 30 p.m. I'm like, we know it shit. So um just that. And and the other thing too, that means whatever it is that he does, he loves it and he pours his all into it. And dare I say, Mamba mentality. Oh man. If he's not gonna do it with excellence, if he's not gonna do with his all, he doesn't do it at all. At all. So um so yeah. Yeah. Another thing that I want to highlight is, uh, and you just mentioned our mama mentality. Yo, I don't even, I don't even think if we, if we going to talk about this, we ain't going to get to this subject because I'm 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 still crying. Like y'all don't even understand. I saw a picture. I'm just going to make a short mention of it. You know, we, during the break, we uh, lost someone. It felt like a cousin, felt like a brother, you know, but um, we lost the the Kobe Kobe Bean Bryant Kobe Bean you know and um, and then the other members that were on the on the flight because there were right. some clap back there were some individuals saying well there's more than Kobe and Gianna that you know died oh, on the plane absolutely. we're absolutely and, absolutely. and we we're with and all they, the and, families and, and, and however now, we let's please be real if Kobe wasn't on the plane. We wouldn't have heard about it. And it doesn't, it doesn't diminish what happened. It was a tragedy all the way around, but we didn't know them. So we are sympathetic. We are praying. We're holding the other families up, but we had a relationship with Kobe and that's all the people that have known him, connected to him and watched him since he was 17 coming into the league, Mm -hmm. traded right to LA, always talking about mm-hmm. wanting to be an LA fan, his father, the relationship with that, his father playing overseas, him being in Italy, all of that. So the people, so for those of you that didn't understand, let for the love of help you, let us pull back the layers. It wasn't that we were diminishing or we did not forget or honor your loved ones. It was not that we didn't know them the way that we know Kobe. So we're praying for all of the families that were impacted, but we miss this man, the way in which he allowed us to see basketball from another perspective, the way that he owned his post the way that he was unapologetic in the way that he called you on your shit no matter who you were and it was something that we'd never seen for someone that young and the fire in his belly it was contagious it was exciting it was provocative and what it did was it allowed us to have a seat at the table yeah one thing I'll you know highlight about Kobe's legacy is anybody that knows me knows that I am a Jordan fan and I'm an I'm a LeBron fan. I'm a Jordan fan. And there's, if Jordan is one capital A, Mm -hmm. Kobe is one lowercase A for me. Okay. He's not a two A or two B. Like he's literally right. Right right behind Jordan, you know? And, but in terms of work ethic, I have to give it to Kobe. Don't nobody beat him on work ethic. Nobody. If you knew this man's story from, from high school all the way up into the pros, Yo, like he had to work. He had to re-identify. He had to re-characterize. He had to revamp his whole game, you know? And like, who had the nerve to be like Mike? 
but not only want to be like Mike, but wanted to pass Mike. He used to tell Michael Jordan all the time, like, if I was in my prime and you was in your prime, I'm beating you. Yeah. He did. Well, he said I'm that was one of the things that he wished that him and Michael were in their prime at the same time because he wanted to battle him. And I loved his bravado. I loved how he loved basketball so much and his craft yeah. that wh- whoever's the best on the court, I'm checking you yeah. just off of GP and the space in which he occupied in that. I, I have been consuming myself with a lot of his interviews. Mm-hmm. So for those of you that know me, know me personally, know me well, my scholars, Fred, know mm-hmm. that I don't have a TV in my room. I've not had a TV in my room since 1998, I believe. So I feel my mantras and my space and my routine with inspirational quotes, individuals that I respect and their craft and their own right for what they do. And I watched one of his interviews and he talked about he meaning Kobe. He talked about he took him taking it personal. And if I don't get it all right, I'm certain that our engineer Charles will set me straight. (laughs) He said he took it personal that they traded him when he was um, first drafted. He was drafted. Was it Philly? Charlotte drafted a Charlotte. Charlotte, right. Philly won because he's a Philly boy, Laura Marion. So he said they, they indicated Charlotte said they didn't have any use for him. <laughs> he said, I will, that will never happen to me again. You don't have any use for me. I'm going to go to work. But not only that, did you, there was one interview where he said that, um, I think it was with Stephen A or someone early when they were talking about the trade that Charlotte made uh-huh. for Kobe to go to the Lakers. They said that Kobe had a vision, Right. Sure. And that vision had nothing to do with Charlotte. It said that he had gold and purple was his vision. Right? Well, he talked well, he talked about that um, when he did he Dear said, Basketball. Gonna- he always dreamed about being a Laker. A Laker. Right. You know, so it was inevitable it you was. Know, for him to be in this light and for him to be committed to a team for 20 years. He was about to go to Chicago. Now, if he went to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Because there was an interview with him and Shaq and Shaq didn't believe that he was about to get traded to Chicago. He was like, yeah, I was about to go. He said, mm-hmm. my wife and I, we looking at property out in Chicago. But then they let go Shaq. They let you go. And I'm like, damn, they ain't going to let me go. So right. I might as well stay. Might as well stay so, and do the work. But I think like had Kobe been to Chicago, I really think that like his legacy would have been a little skewed because now it's like you're in Chicago where Jordan is mm-hmm. and you play like Jordan, you emulate Jordan, you know what I'm saying? Your interviews, the way you sound, the way you talk, everything is like Jordan-esque. And now you're in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It's like Jordan all over again. So I'm kind of happy that he stayed in I LA. I, I mean, I hear that. And then maybe because as I don't an think academic. He, I don't think he would have never, he would have never got out the shadow of Michael Jordan. Him staying in LA set him apart from Jordan. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because I see that winning, winning five chips in one franchise, mm-hmm. right? With and without Shaq. Well, he took that personal too. Yeah. He said it didn't bother him that other people said it. It bothered him when Shaq said it. Right. When Shaq said he couldn't win without him. He said, oh, okay, let me watch let, this. Watch, 52. Right. Charles is smiling. That means I got my facts you right. Know, Shaq, I'm a sports fanatic in addition to being a failure fanatic. Yeah. I was talking about how the last time he spoke with Kobe, you know, was at like one of the last game. And he told Kobe, he's like, yo, score 50. He's like, you got to score 50. And he did 60. And he did 60. 61. 
It was like 61, 62. Yeah. What was the last one? I think it was 61. He did like more than 60. Let's just say more than 60, you know? And Shaq was like, yo, he was like, the standard that you set, he exceeds it. (laughs) You know, like he exceeds the standard. So, but you know what else I got? And I'm going to make it quick because I know we got to go into this subject, but you know, the two main things that came, that I got the most out of his death was I have a brand new respect for LeBron James. Mm, okay. So, cause you know, that's 62. People know that I'm not, I'm like, I've always respected LeBron, mm-hmm. but I was never really like a pro hard fan of LeBron, not on the court. But his business acumen, you. Yeah, you have to. I listen. mean, Jay-Z mentored this guy, but, but as an athlete, as a humanitarian, as a person, I developed a brand new respect for LeBron. Okay, so where did that because, come from? Because when when Kobe died, it was the eve of when LeBron broke his record. Broke his record. Yep. And you saw the camaraderie, the, the support, the love, the support, the love, the friendship, the relationship. Because remember, when LeBron first got there, there was like this Some gossip that Kobe they and like LeBron another, yeah. and LA was split. You know, they made they made a whole mural of LeBron, and they made him t- like someone defaced the mural and then painted a Kobe Bryant mural over it. You know, like there was just so much friction because LA wasn't ready to ready to receive, right? Because they weren't ready to relinquish again the kingdom to another person because right. Kobe had been it for right. 20 years basically. Right. So but the way the, the the personal pain and trauma that LeBron took that yeah. you know and he and he, he made it personal he and he shouldered that. it and his speech at the the game the, when- the, the the game and the miniature memorial service that they had for Kobe at the Staples Center. You it was know, that Thursday. Right, right, because it they because the, they canceled because Tuesday. They canceled. It was supposed to be the Clippers in LA. Yeah, on that Tuesday, then they canceled it. They canceled it. But the way that LeBron handled it, then him getting a, a tattoo, like you, oh, the tattoo really, was fire. You can really see the the pain, the hurt, and the respect, the, and the, the respect love, right, and, and, and admiration. Yeah, yeah, and then reading his posts, I'm like, all of this is genuine. It is. You know, some people like R.I.P. Kobe, and they'll just say that because they want to. You could tell that this brother was really, really hurt. He was, and he you, was you really know what? Hurt by it. He and, was. You Did know, you see him when he got off the plane? He yeah. was, he was towed down to the ground. Balling, you know, and it, again, down. these were genuine moments, and like the world is looking because the first thing the world wanted to see how they was gonna how res- LeBron was, was going to respond to this. Not I Jordan, agree. LeBron, because he just yeah, because Jordan is an afterthought right now yeah. because again. Like, like you said, they were waiting to see what you were now going to do in this leadership right. role and these huge. And I just, I just saw huge. a different LeBron. I saw LeBron James step up into a throne that he really didn't want to, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like it's Kobe's home, Staples yeah. Center. That's Kobe's house. That's right. the house that he built. Yep. You know, but LeBron is like, you know what? You gave me this mantle. He did because he told him when he broke the record, he said, move the game forward. It's like, it's like for you Bible scholars out there, it's Elijah and Elisha, Mm. you know, and he just passed the mantle and he told Elisha, he's like, yo, follow me. Just follow me. No matter what you do, follow me. And LeBron did that. You know, LeBron was Elisha. Kobe was Elijah. And he gave him. The mantle. And then, and, but how 
not only poetic, but how symbolic yes. he breaks his record. They yes. chop it up, yes. love up. Right. And then what the next day, two days later, was it the next day? No, the the next, next day. day that's, so if you don't see the symbolism in that, you, yeah. It was yeah. so, and I think that was part of why LeBron reacted and responded with so much grief and he, and pain because he let Kobe left him with it here. Like yeah. you said, he left and he realized now I got to really carry this on my shoulder. Yeah. So what does this look like and how do I embody that with respect, love, and then honor the game that we both love, but loved it in different ways and yeah. in different respects. Um, yeah. as well. So my yeah. second thing I got out of it was the whole world grieved, but this was a different type of grieving. You saw strong black men mm-hmm. who you never thought would shared, shed a tear. Mello was toe up. Mello didn't even play that game. Grieving. You saw. What was the cat that's on the team? The short one, number five, who's a Laker play. He wouldn't. Huh? He 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 couldn't even keep it together when they were singing. He he, you could he just like, couldn't even keep it together. Strong men like mm. Nipsey set a standard. When Nipsey oh, yeah. passed away, there was a lot of brothers that were torn by that too. Indeed, but this Indeed. this was magnified like yeah. by a hundred percent because Kobe. You really didn't understand and know until Kobe died the lives that he touched. I didn't know that Kobe was that loved because Kobe had such because so many people love to hate him because they, they love to hate such him. A strong competitive personality. But then when he passed, all the people that he competed against were the very ones that were shedding tears, crying like, I mean, crying profusely because this man has been taken from us, you know? And the thing that I observed the most was that our black brothers, our black and brown brothers showed vulnerability mm-hmm. and it was, it was sad, but yet it was so powerful and it was beautiful. It was so beautiful to watch. Beautiful. I mean, the Atlantic that Jamel Hill that she writes on, yeah. she wrote an article about it and about how like the black man, like you're seeing a different image of the black man because yeah. we have to be James Baldwin. We have to be yeah. so strong and so rigid and solid and like and poker if, face and, all the time. And we can't be and emotional. Sudden, right. Or y'all can't sudden, be emotional. You see this grave loss and the men all over the place are like just broken, yeah. broken. When, when we came back on campus, I ran into Coach Deuce. Mm. You know, and we're talking about it. And like, he's like, yo, he's like, if you really think about it, this student base right here, they're the ones really like, he's like that this generation and our generation are really affected by this loss because Kobe to most was like our Jordan. Yeah. You know, he was our Jordan and like, he was our hero and you know, he had all these achievements, all these accomplishments. He was a humanitarian. He knew all these people, all these dignitaries across the world. You know, it was like it was like the world took a pause mm-hmm. that day. They did when he passed. You know, and he had everything on lock. Every news everything. station, every every news paper had to shut down. ESPN stopped. Everything. All footage. They did. And was like, we're dedicating this very day f- just for Kobe. Yeah. For the Pro Bowl was on. Nobody cared about what, the damn Pro Bowl. Nobody was watching that. I lost, honestly, I lost all like energy and enthusiasm for, for Super Bowl because oh, like yeah. the Super Bowl is coming up that next week and like I'm about to be on a cruise. I'm not excited. I'm like, yo, like my whole day is all fucked up because mm-hmm. like Kobe Bryant is dead. 
And it wasn't it. So did you see Vanessa shared a video yeah. when he, they the um the Eagles won in what 18? I think it was 18, the Super Bowl. Yep. Right? Look, Charles checking my facts. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he was like, oh my goodness, yes. Okay. And he was holding one of the babies and, sh- and then he was so excited because he was he was for Philadelphia. He was for his hometown. He just happened to love, again, the Lakers. And I just had to, not had to, I decided that I was only going to take in so much of it because I was just so emotional. I remember coming to work that Monday, that next day, and just really listening, watching, hearing him, the interviews, the great clips. And, and I was, I was in my, and crying. I, I was just so emotionally torn. They, just ESPN emotionally showed torn. like some of his greatest games. I don't watched every one of them. Yeah. And then we were, we had we for had the love a of a conference and you and I were watching the game. We weren't paying attention. I, and then, and Fred and I were going back like and forth. Like, Oh, did you see that? And then the whole team around us, they're talking and trying to move the agenda forward. And we're watching yeah. his last game where he dropped right. 62. So, you know, that, that. so I say this for me, Mamba mentality. It took on a new meaning for me, a personal meaning for me. And since that day, I have switched up some of the things in my life. I now get up at 548 every day, Monday through Friday. And on the weekends, I get about 6, 640, give myself an hour rest. I'm being even more aggressive, even more intense about what I'm going to do with my company and how I'm going to move through these spaces, how I show up for my students, how I show up for myself, even when I was in the gym. So I was in the gym Friday with Jinko my boy next level and we were planking and he had us doing planking and then push-ups and my upper body strength especially my left arm is weaker than my right arm because I had tennis elbow and I just kept saying Kobe Kobe and I, I just willed myself through it and I just said listen if nothing else Kobe taught us you don't know when your day is coming mm-hmm. but if you live every day like it's your last if you do everything you are supposed to do and line up with your craft, then no matter what happens, you will have died serving a bigger purpose than yourself. And that's what it, now I'm like, okay, I'm ready, right? I'm ready. So it might not be 99. It might not be 80, might not be 70. It might be 41. Mm. It might be 19. We had a couple of our scholars a couple of years ago, you know, that died, unfortunately, right before they were to graduate. You don't know. So what we're saying, Mamba mentality to each and every one of you that are listening, Mamba mentality and everything that you do, if it's not moving you forward, if it's not something that's pulling you towards something that's bigger than yourself, if it's a waste of time, it's not a if it is not appropriate alignment with what it is that you know that you're supposed to be doing, get out of your way and do the thing that you're supposed to do and have mama mentality. It doesn't matter who believes it. It doesn't matter who's supporting you. It does not matter who laughs at you. Be committed to your cause. That's me. You know, how much time have we spent? <laughs> I think this is the first session. Yeah. How much time have we spent? We about like 20 minutes in. I think I think I want to dedicate this episode to Kobe because I, I just the mama mentality because you know it, like I feel like his spirit is in the air right now. His spirit is everywhere. And, like you know, I, I just his spirit is. I just want to. I just want to take the, these moments and just really share like some of the best memories of Kobe Bryant. You know, Kobe, you you have 
you have impacted so many different lives in so many different ways all across the world, you know, uh, locally and most intimately, you, you've, you've impacted not only myself, but my brother, my brother is the very, my brother. Oh my goodness. Dedicates not only like his dreams and aspirations, but like he just recently graduated from college. And a lot of that inspiration comes from you and your work mm. ethic, mm. you know, and what you exhibited on and off the court. And I remember when Kobe first won a chip and I remember they were playing, they was a, it was the Western Conference Finals mm-hmm. and they were playing the Portland Trailblazers and Kobe was coming down the aisle, right? Mm-hmm. It's the famous clip. He was coming down the aisle and then he lobbed up the alley-oop to Shaq and you saw Shaq and he slammed the ball down Portland calls a timeout and you just see Shaq running over to Kobe pointing to him. And they just looked as if like all the synergy, all the elements, everything has come together. Like this is our year. You know what I'm saying? And let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go. And who did they play? Was it the Nets? Who did they play? They played the Pacers for the chip and they won. Right. Mm. And I remember, you know, Kobe, when they was in the back and they would, you know, they do the champagne and all this stuff. Kobe had on the leather jacket, the leather jacket, the hat, the hat and sitting to the side with the sitting there with the ball in the the locker room, just sitting on the bench. The first things that he said was, we got to get ready for next year. We got to defend this shit. Right. You know, and they were three P his mind three P like he or he accomplished a goal, but already as he's sitting there pondering, he's already thinking about the future. He's like, yo, we got to prepare like, yeah, we're going to soak this up, but we got to prepare for this because there's people coming for us. And I also remember when he lost, Mm. he lost to the Celtics. Oh, he hated losing to the Celtics. He he just took that on a whole, you talk about personal, like he hated losing period, but but losing to to the Celtics, Celtics, it was, it was another kind of disdain on him. Cause there was only two moments in the, in the, in his career where he cried, right? Where they mm-hmm. show him on camera crying. And I'm pretty sure there were other moments where he cried. Sure. But there was the Celtics loss and there was another loss that he had. The Pistons, <laughs> right? Go ahead, Charles. Now, <laughs> both of these losses, he cried. And I remember when the Celtics beat them in the finals, Doc Rivers came over to him and Doc Rivers whispered something into his ear. He said, I know we're going to see you guys again. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm already preparing. I know with you, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to see you again. It's, you know, yeah. and Kobe went into the back and just cried, cried because he was so disappointed that they could not beat this team at that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, right. that very next year, very next year, what do they do? Beat that team. They beat that team. No, they, they no, they didn't beat that team, but they got they oh, beat, they beat Orlando. Orlando. They got the oh, right. Would you? But they had, right, you know right, right. Saying? The yeah. Pistons. Okay. Oh, okay. So like, so it's Orlando it's, then. Um, it's just Celtics. Kobe. Kobe wasn't the biggest, right? He, he you know, says he that. He talked about athletic. that. He said his hands wasn't the um, the largest either. But what he did was he studied himself. He and studied he himself. Studied, like, he studied the greats. He studied Magic, Kareem, you know, he studied Jordan. Tracy McGrady 
in his interview was talking about how like they were at Kobe's house and they were watching old Chicago Bulls games with Jordan. But Tracy was toe up too. He Yeah. Tra- Tracy Tracy it it's it, it was revealed Tracy McGrady said that Kobe predicted that he wanted to die early. Well he said he wanted to when he was younger um and that, things of that nature yeah. but they were saying you know that was before again he had children and right. things of that nature. And, but so. back to the point like they were watching old film. Kobe was he was a researcher. You know what I'm saying? Like Kobe used to go back into time and history books, videos and stuff. And he would like master whatever, right. you know, that was something that was common from Kobe. Well, yeah, but, but Kobe taught himself how to play the piano. But I, I think when you think about greats like that, that's what they do. And that was to his point, Mamba mentality. He said, listen, when you show up, show up ready to play. When you show up, show up in the full regalia of whatever it is that you are supposed to be doing. When you show up, show up ready to leave it all on the court on the field, yeah. on the stage, in the classroom, yeah. and don't worry about the results. Because if you put in the work, if you commit yourself, guess what? You will then get the results. Yeah. So you're talking about studying film. Tiger did the same thing. Tiger will have won an actual, again, Masters or whatever it is, a tournament, and he will go and watch film. Yeah. If you think about Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson would go into James Brown would go into the studio. Michael had a whole dance studio in his house. They showed him into the wee hours of the night, just dancing, dancing, and then looking. Nope, this is not right. Nope, this is not right. Mm -hmm. That's again, we're talking about the recipe of what greatness looks like. And Kobe Kobe exemplified that as well. Who's the guy that's on ESPN? He played one year. Jay Williams told a story about Kobe Bryant. I stood, stood Is that the one me. who had the um, a motorcycle accident? Yes, yeah. his story is, yes. Jay I, Williams, mm-hmm. they were about to play, and they, I think they were in L.A. And Jay goes out, he's trying to work out, you know, before the game, take up like 400 shots or something like that, you know, whatever the number is. Mm-hmm. And when he comes into the arena, he sees Kobe. Kobe's already out there. Looks like he's been out there. Hours. Full sweat. Full sweat. <laughs> hours. Shooting the ball, perfecting his movements and all that stuff. And so, like, Jay's like, man, I got to, okay, I got to show him too. So, like, two hours. Jay, you know, after two hours, he does a workout. And he still see Kobe out there. He still sees him out there. And he's mm-hmm. like, yo, ain't you tired? And so, you know, like, what? You know, and I guess sometime either during or after the game, he goes up to Kobe and he's like, yo, like, I just... Like, why do you do it? Like, why were you working out that? He was like, because I knew you were coming mm-hmm. and I was not going to have you outwork me in my, oh, my house. In my house. You were not going to do it. I had to, I had to prove to you. And I remember, I remember like Jordan saying the same thing to people. He would say like, listen, he's like, I'm the, if I'm the best, I have to work the hardest. Mm-hmm. And so, because so many people are so coming he for me. would be in the gym hours and hours, and it would turn from a shooting, you know, just from shooting and to free footwork. throws to footwork. Yeah. Next mm-hmm. thing you know, it's one on one. You can't guard me. Yeah. I can't then, guard then you. Then he's up and down baseline to baseline. Yeah, you know, and Kobe, he took that work ethic and put it to a different level. Three times a day. A different level. Three times. I tell my students all the time, I talk about obsession, day. right? Right. And how like 
Yeah, like when you think of someone being obsessed with something, there's a negative connotation, but there is such positivity in being obsessed with something. You know, C.T. Fletcher, who was this famous weightlifter, bodybuilder, right? And he talks about this word of being obsessed with something, you know, meaning that you are doing the impossible, Mm-hmm. Right. Because everybody else thinks that it's impossible. They can't do it, but you can. Mm-hmm. And you and and because of your willpower and your determination, you're going to make something happen. And every time I look at Kobe now, all I think of is that he was obsessed. Mm-hmm. Right. He like the game that he loved so much. He was obsessed with it. You know, even like in his um the, 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 the movie, uh, the movie, Dear Basketball. Right. He talks about that. He kind of like indirectly talks about how he was so in love with the game. Well, he did. He said that. He said, and I love it. You asked for my, he asked for my my hustle and I gave you my heart. Right. Because there was so much more because there was so much more. And he said, and then although he said, my, my heart can take um, the pounding. Um, my mind can take something, but my body can't stand it anymore. So I, therefore I have to, you know, say goodbye, but knowing again, let's make this the very best that we that can. I gave you my all. I yes. gave you everything. Right. I didn't cheat you. Right. You know, but, and- but, but here's the deal. Okay. So, Cause again, we can just be here like for 29 hours. That's the thing that was so intoxicating about him. Like I said in the beginning, you love to hate him, but his work ethic and just the very fact that he gave, he did, he gave his body. And even when he tore his Achilles, right? Yeah. And then he went back and nailed the, the Let free me ask throws. Ask me a question. <laughs> who tears their Achilles, walks on it to the free throw line, sink the three free sink throws. The free throws and then still walk on your own accord off the court. Like when you tear football players have torn their Achilles and, and, they have to like be, a- and they're crying and they have to be carried <laughs> off the field. Kobe tears his gets up, off. shoots the free throws and then walks off and then walks off. Mama mentality. He said this and he talked about that. He indicated that when you are in the moment, when you're there, you understand what's on the line. He said, when your mind is so keen and you have practiced because it's again, your mind is a muscle, your mind is a muscle. It is muscle memory. It's mentality. So you are strong enough to suppress the fact that you were in pain to finish the job. And he, he just had such beautiful control over his mind. He could will himself to do anything that he wanted. And I totally believe like Kobe could fly. Like (laughs) Kobe would probably be the first person and be like, you know what? I'm going to prove you. Tell me I can't fly. Right. And then I'm going to do it. Tell me I can't fly. And I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it. You know, like, so So yeah, uh, we, we can just go on and on and you know, this is going to, so what's your best moment? What's your best moment? Oh my goodness. Let's conclude with our best moment of Kobe. You know what? As an educator and as a speaker, my best, one of my best moments for him is interviews. I will say this. I don't remember who they were playing. They were in championship contention. They had just won two games. They needed to win two more. He was being interviewed and an interviewer asked if he was happy. And he said, happy for what? He said, the job is not done. Got to go back into the lab and make sure because we have two more games. I just love the fact that he always stayed real with where he was focused and focused. 
and never allowed the distractions to take his eye off the ball, literally and figuratively in his quest for greatness. The other thing that I would say about my best moments for him is he was unapologetic about his bravado. He did not give Okay, he said, listen, so what? Call me what you want, say what you want, see me on the court, and then I will show you why I do what I do and how I do it. And then the last thing is when there was all of the buzz about them getting ready to play um, Toronto Raptors and Vince Carter was tearing the league up and he had back spasms and everybody said, oh, you don't oh, want to yeah, play. He yeah. said, oh, no, I don't care how much pain I'm in. You got, got to no see me. Today. You, right, he said, and again, talking about mama mentality. Of course he did. All, again, when you play at that level and that for long, I know that with my daughter, just playing, you know, basketball from third grade all the way into college, her yeah. first year grad school. Yeah. All of them are injured or part, right? In some form or fashion, because you just don't play that long without some kind of injury. But mama mentality, that mentality to suppress that and know, yup, but guess what? I'm going to suit up because you will not run me out of not one gym because this is what I love to do. Right. This is what I love to do. So those are two or three of my favorites. My first is... First time Kobe played Jordan. Mm. And, and there was it was next to next. And they was next to each other. Yep. And he it was like that moment told me he that was for like, real. That was like that was Jordan literally passing a mantle. Like you know he did with LeBron. Yeah, right? because in a different way. And everybody, all the reporters were like, what did Jordan say to you? Like, what is this? He's like, Oh, he just gave me, you know, a few tips. And it's like, you care to share? He's like, nah, that's between two greats, man. Can't do that. You know? And that's, that was like my profile picture for mm, a while. Mm. Just seeing that transition, right. you know, you saw the future in Kobe. Second memory would be when Kobe and Shaq had their interview with each other. At the end, after they, uh, they both face were to retired face. and they were face to face. Yep. That was probably another one because that was an opportunity for both of them to really like air out their feelings you know, and what their was going feelings, on, mm-hmm. you know, because through, through, through decades, you know, they we've been spoken. wondering like what, why these two have been fighting or having this friction for so long. And for them to both be uh, able and willing to be vulnerable in front of the public eye to discuss, to have that conversation, man, to man, to man, com- black man, man to black man, man, right. And you know, you saw it, get, it just gave black men, a platform, a, a platform and a perception. Like we changed the narrative that black men can really come together in, in, in civility and have, di- and, and then have while having difficult, con- difficult conversations, have, right. Having these difficult conversations sure. and then leaving them in love. Right. And, but so, and even let's take the, uh, that a step further. Cause again, we can really be here for 29 yeah, hours and We're not, Kobe still held his love for Shaq like Shaq held his love and you saw Shaq crying yeah. and talking about the last time they spoke oh, that tore but me up. that tore me but up. Kobe had just sent Shaq's son, son a text message that morning of yo fam you good and his son being busted up because he was like had I not been asleep I would have been able to hear him would have been able to talk to him for the last time all of that is symbolic like I'm mm-hmm. saying I think about just how big his spirit was. He was able to give, he was able to pass the torch and the mantle to LeBron and that love 
the brotherhood, then even though him and Shaq had been friction, he still held his position. Because isn't he his godson? I mean, um, godfather or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, Shaq's son still holding that position no matter what, because some people would have been, you know, a bitch ass about him and like, nah, I ain't talking to your father. So I ain't talking to you. But he was like, no, I still want to be here. Cause I, whatever I do, I do it with excellence. Right. Yeah, absolutely. My last final f- memorable thing about Kobe is his relationship with his daughter. You know, now he got three other daughters. Yeah. Gianna, but, but Gianna, there was something special about her. You know, not to say that they're not all the rest of them aren't special, yeah. but it was this relationship right here. Like that was his boy. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like who was it? Shannon Sharp text him. And, you know, he was like, hey, man, you know, you popping out these girls, man. When you gonna pop out a boy? He's like, nah, he's like, they strong enough. Well, he's you well, know? even Gianna said that because they were somewhere because he was on either Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy was it, or Jimmy Kimmel. I knew it was he's one of the Jimmy's. And then Gianna was like, no, oi, I, I, I got, got it. That. I got I it. I got that. You I know got what I'm saying? And just seeing the dynamic because she always went to the games with him, you know, well, she, she began seeing learning, it differently from learning from right. her father. You know, like there would be certain plays or certain things that players would do. And he would like break it down, break it her. down. And she'd be like, yeah, I got it. Seeing the relationship with them in their private home and their private gym and him and him giving her pointers. It was kind of like you were seeing like a carbon copy mm-hmm. of him and her and the game and the style and all the stuff, you know, and this mom mentality, you know, yeah. And but it even went further than that because there was such camaraderie there. There was such love. There was a connection there where I believe only Gianna and him understood and understood. Sure, sure. You know what I'm saying? So those are those are my favorite memories. And again, you know, for the love of man, you know, we we came into this episode doing something, but then we ended up doing something else. And the reason being is because I think like we just wanted to give ourselves a moment to acknowledge the, the mastery, the, mm. the expertise, you know, the, the savant, artistry, the artistry, yes. the intellect, savant, excellent you word. know, of Kobe Bean Bryant, man, and what he's not only done for the world, but personally what he's done for us, you know, and, um, I don't think I felt a death like this since like Michael Jackson. I know I haven't since Michael Jackson. Let you me know, just go on the record. I, I know I have. I mean, like love Prince, Michael. love Whitney. But when I tell you Michael Jackson, I knew exactly where I was. Told me down as well. But this right here, I I just was in mobile. I could not. I was even my mother, yeah. my sisters, and my sister. She ain't even a basketball fan. Like she's the least athletic, the least knowledgeable. She was even, she was like, not Kobe. Yeah. And Tanya don't know nothing about nothing of sports. You're not Kobe. Yeah. So it was impactful for everybody, but we're wanting to, for the love of, share that with you because we're hopeful that as we all have experienced his greatness, his beauty, and his artistry with the way in which he shared his craft, we are hopeful that you will find your own version of your mama mentality and you will move forth with excellence, precision, and with sharpness so that you too can go on and leave a mark on whomever it is. Now, it might not be hundreds of millions of people, but you can still be great in your own right and it doesn't have to be on that scale. So I'll leave 
You want to leave with a quote? Yeah. Do, oh, wait quotes. a minute. Oh my, I love his haters quote. That was me. <laughs> hate me, please hate me. Cause you don't, you, you know what? If you're not great, nobody's hating you. Yeah. So yes. Okay. So you lead us out with a quote and then we're going to close out. All right. So he, one of his things is, is that everything negative pressure challenges is all an opportunity for me to rise. Mm. And risen. So he has. Yeah. Risen. So he has. R.I.P. Kobe. Kobe Bean. We, we love, love you. you. We do. We out. Peace. Peace. I want you to know now so we both can savor every moment we have left together. The good and the bad. We have given each other all that we have. And we both know no matter what I do next, I'll always be that kid with the rolled up socks, garbage can in the corner, Five seconds on the clock, ball in my hands. Five.